Hey, D-Commentaries listeners. Uh, We just wanted to open this episode with a quick announcement. We've put a lot of thought into the situation with the WGA and the SAG after strike. And given that by its nature, D-Commentaries encourages people to stream the movies that we're discussing, we feel that doing so undermines the efforts of the people who are on strike right now. And we do not want to be at odds with their efforts. And so we at Decommentaries have decided to go on a hiatus after this episode until the end of the strikes. So obviously, we hope that negotiations resume soon and that the great people who make the wonderful art that we watch and talk about on this show, as well as all the other amazing things that we all enjoy watching and listening to every day, get what they're looking for and get what they deserve for all of their hard work. And that will mean that we can come back and do our thing. Uh, In the meantime, we hope you enjoy this special episode and we'll miss you while we're gone. And hopefully we'll be back soon. You gotta strut like you mean it. Free your mind. It's not enough just to dream it. Come on, come on, get up. Oh, this is gonna be so fun. Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to D-Commentary. Thank you. Welcome to you. Welcome to our listeners. And welcome to our special guests, the cast of Improvised D-Com. Yay! If you didn't know by now, you don't listen hard enough because Val and I have been directing together an Improvised D-Com show here in Chicago. We thought, what a better way to celebrate this next episode than with our incredible cast mm-hmm. um and so we're happy to have everyone here today yes well not everyone from the not cast, everyone but we have the cast. A, a great group with us today of yes. cast members mm-hmm. and uh they're gonna help us do the show yeah absolutely yeah um so let's have everyone introduce yourself so everyone can know who's here we will start um none of you know that we're sitting in a circle so um we're gonna start to my right <laughs> uh my name's caleb gibson uh i'm an actor and comedian in chicago from san diego and that's that's everything right that's, that's what y'all tell me yeah, yeah 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 um i'm elizabeth fulton and i am a writer producer and director based in chicago i'm from kensington maryland and i'm also gonna cut it off there <laughs> amazing my name is Taryn Gomez. I am a dreamer, believer, <laughs> <laughs> improviser here in Chicago as well, originally from uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, and been a DCOM lover since the great year of 1990. Wow. wow. Uh, my name is Shane Tolomeo. I am an improviser, much like the rest of these folks. Surprise. Uh, I am... It, based in Chicago, originally from Reno, Nevada, and uh, love me some decoms. Hi, I'm Jordan Zelvin. Um, I'm a teacher and comedian from Chicago in Chicago, and really happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Zeev Hyken. I am also an improviser and dreamer based in Chicago. 
Um, and I and I watched this movie. <laughs> uh, my name is Taka. I I'm an improviser here in Chicago. In Chicago, I'm from Chicago, and I thought that I watched this movie. <laughs> and it turns out I did not watch this movie, but I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Taka may or may not have watched the Cheetah Girls one. <laughs> now, Taka, have you ever seen this one ever? I have. I, I saw it when it came out, and okay, I remember. Okay. I remember how big of a deal it was. It was um, huge. when it came out there in Barcelona, back with many cheetah print scarves. So mm -hmm. okay, so you're not coming in completely without. I know the vibe. Haven't seen it in maybe fifteen years okay ago, so perfect yeah. great does that math add up yeah 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 oh yeah 2006 six was oh. more than 15 years ago it was i can math it was almost 20 years ago <laughs> that makes me sad <laughs> okay anyway uh <laughs> i was in college um all right as oh, a, it literally says 2006 on your computer. It's literally right there. In big oh, this letters. is so funny. I get to look at what your notes look like. You get to look at what mine look like. They're very different. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, all right. So uh, we're gonna get right down to the business. Yeah. Well, what what movie are we watching? Oh, now? yeah. Well, that's part of the business. Oh, okay. Tell us the business, Val. Do your business. <laughs> so if you hadn't picked up on it already, we are uh, talking today about Cheetah Girls two. Um. The Barcelona one. Yeah, but it's it's not actually, it doesn't have like a colon or anything that it was supposed to. Maybe that was a fun fact that's coming later, but it was supposed to be called colon when in Spain. Oh. That was a fun fact, but now it's not. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. Um, so anyway, uh, it's just Cheetah Girls 2. That's all it is. Cool. Um, and it came out August 25th. Um, it was directed by Kenny Ortega who we just saw because he also directed High School Musical. Mm -hmm. um, he is a choreographer first and then a director second. So he got his start in directing music videos that he also choreographed for. He also directed and choreographed Newsies, Hocus Pocus, all three High School Musicals, and all three Descendants along with this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, this was the only Cheetah Girls he did, but there's a lot of dancing in it, so it kind of makes sense that he would be uh, on this one. Yeah. And then uh, it was written by a team of three. Bethesda Brown, who has one of the best names ever, uh, exclusively wrote this movie and then one other movie I'd never heard of. Um, and then Allison Taylor uh, wrote uh, the, the first Cheetah Girls as well um, as and did a bunch of was a pretty prolific television writer. But the ones that she wrote multiple episodes of were Married with Children, Just Jordan, and then like tons of different Disney shows like Lizzie McGuire, Raven, mm -hmm. all of them. And then Deborah Gre Gregory was the third writer and sh her, uh, I think only credits were Cheetah Girls one through three. Mm. And we might've mentioned this on the first episode, but when I listened to that episode today, I skipped the business. Sorry, Val. Um, I saw in the credits as I was watching this, that it was based on a book. Oh, I did not know did that. Anyone else catch that? that? Yeah. A series of books. Series of books. Mm -hmm. Interesting. About cheetah children. <laughs> Perfect. More than just the cheetah girls? 
I don't. I didn't look it up. Cheetah children, cheetah siblings. <laughs> I don't know if it was called <laughs> cheetah children, but I really hope it was. <laughs> well, it feels like Josie and the Pussycats, yeah. which is a comic book. Like, also, a very big name, um, executive producer, <gasps> Whitney Houston. Oh, wow! Oh. Thank you, Z. Thank you, Z. How many decom movies are like based off of? Another like another work or something. Um, well, Xenon is based off of a children's book. Um, okay, I did not know that yet. We haven't gotten to that one yet. Um, I feel like a good number of them are because there's a good chunk. Yeah, especially like the early ones because they were like looking for mm-hmm. you know ideas and inspiration. A couple of them were based on true stories, um, like Miracle in Lane Two. Oh. And um, which one were you hoping was a real story? I, no, I just I was curious. Like Smart Luck of the Irish. House? Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't Smart look House isn't a book. Is based off of a real no, thing. but it was directed by LeVar Burton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The only other one that I think is based on. Oh, no. Three. Color of Friendship. Mm-hmm. Miracle in Lane 2. And then the other racing one. What's it called? Right on track. Right on track. Oh, and um, the. The one with the two sisters, the twins. That's a true story. Oh, you're story. right. Yeah. Yes. Double team. Yeah. Double team. You're right. They're real people. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. So that's the end of my business. Yeah. So who's next? So um, because there's so many of us here, we, Val and I, said, you know what? You guys get to do some stuff. So we divvied up the business. Val. Val, since you're the business, throw it over to Z. Okay. okay. So as Al said, um, we have divvied up the entire show amongst our lovely cast. So next up is Zeev with the cast. Thank you. Woo! Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. So um, would you believe it? The biggest star in this is probably Raven Simone. But before we talk about her, let's talk about the other Cheetah girls. We have Adrian Houghton as Chanel. Uh, before this, her biggest role was probably coach in Coach Carter and the first Cheetah Girls. She was also in the girl group 3LW, Three Little Women, famous for their song, No More Baby, I'ma Do It Right. Uh, along with Keely Williams, who was Aquanetta. I believe that was the smart one. She was yeah. like the genius. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, also from 3LW. Uh, didn't really have any other roles of note. Uh, Sabrina Bryan as Yes, Yes Al. So in the role that Keely played, I read recently that it almost was Solange. <gasps> Solange, Whoa. And that she, and that she either like pulled out or they didn't end up casting her, but it was almost Solange. Should've, a a very steal? different movie this would have been. Did you just steal another fun fact, Jordan? No. <laughs> you just really wanted it to be Solange. <laughs> Jordan went Solange Knowles, and I looked at it and I went, no, the other Solange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. 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 And speaking of wildly successful music stars, um uh Marisol was played by Belinda Peregrine. Peregrine? Uh better known by her current stage name Belinda. Uh she is a Mexican artist with 7.7 million monthly listeners on Spotify. Wow. Yeah, so probably, and she was also at the time the star of, and I'm so sorry about this, Complices al Rescate, which is, translates to, I pulled it up on my phone, Sidekicks to the Rescue, where she plays twins separated at birth 
who both have dreams of becoming a music star. And that went for 128 episodes. Whoa. It's like Parent Trap meets Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> and it was, a sh and apparently it ran for a while and launched her, launched her career. And then uh, also just of note, uh, I want to shout out Golan Yosef as Count Joaquin. This was his first role um, and what a debut it was. And Peter, I want to say Vives, uh, which, was only his second role as Angel, the the traveling guitar player. Who said no words. <laughs> Who said no words, but played beautifully. Was he an actual angel? Like, was that the whole thing? No, he had an uncle. He's real. You can be an angel and have an uncle, didn't Angels Jesus can't have uncles. uncles. Jesus literally only had a father. I'm Jewish and I know this. I'm also Jewish. I am also Jewish. What are we talking about? And none of you stood up to defend me. Yeah. Um, and then uh, also of note, Lori Alter as Juanita. Uh, she had a few bit parts. My favorite one was Shirley in Kung Fu. Um, and also, fun fact, she also played a woman named Juanita in an episode of The Zack Files. A What's show that? I don't, I don't know. I didn't click on it. Oh, sad. Yeah. And then all, and then big star in the 80s and 90s was Lynn Whitfield as a Dorth, Dorothea uh, Garibaldi. That is uh, Raven Simonia's mom. We'll still get to that. I... I'm getting there. Um, who was in? Who has been in Redemption, the Stan Tukey Williams story, Head of State, and Dangerous Evidence, the Laurie Jackson story, and Jaws Three as a small character. And last but not least, certainly not least, is Raven Simone as Galleria, famously starred in That's So Raven, a Disney sitcom about a high school girl with the ability to see glimpses of the future, and currently starring in Raven's Home on the Disney Channel, a single mother where one of her twin children has inherited the ability to see the future. Wow. And she recently came out and said that she does have these visions in real life. Oh, wait. What? This is like a thing that was on E! News like last Based week. Is that a true story? Yeah, yeah, she's like, she did an interview where she's like, yeah, I like sometimes see the future. Am I incorrect in this? You're you shaking your head. Okay, I read the same article. So she yeah. makes a TV show based off of her life? <laughs> yeah, talk oh. up. I actually happen to know that Raven was not supposed to be the star of That's So Raven originally. Oh. She was supposed to be like one of the friends of like the protagonist. Chelsea? Like, right, right. But they they liked her so much. She was such a star that they were like, she's got to be, this, gotta, this has to be That's So Raven. Wow. Um, and I think, I don't remember like the actress who plays Chelsea, but she was on a podcast Annalise recently. Vanderpool. There, her um <laughs> she was recently saying this that like the uh raven was not original like that role wasn't written for her wow so, um, well she just has main character energy also uh adrian bylon in keeping up with the kardashians yeah yeah and she was oh, robbed kardashian's you. girl for the longest that's time. right we did not mention that we did i didn't know that because wow. i've never ever 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 seen keeping up with the kardashians she was also <laughs> on the Masked singer she won season three of the mass singer what oh. and it was a big deal because she hadn't sung since cheetah girls so it was her like proving to herself that she could still sing whoa she's that's so good too. she's yeah. also still currently on a talk show that's similar to the view but it's not the view yeah, oh. I called. I'm also contractually obligated to mention that Adrian was in Buffalo Dreams, another decom, and Raven was in Xenon and had a brief uh, role in Xenon 3. 
Um, all right, so now we are on to the synopsis and fun facts with Jordan. Woo! I'm gonna move a little bit closer because I am short. So the synopsis for The Cheetah Girls 2. A teenage vocal group whose members are also best friends continue their crusade to become a top pop group. One member decides to enter the group in a Barcelona music festival, and the girls are thrilled. It's Viva España as they set off for the adventure of a lifetime. Wow. <laughs> That's all you need to know about that. <laughs> I think we've already established a lot of fun facts about this movie, but something that I was really interested in is the fact that when it premiered, it received the highest rating of all of the Disney Channel movies of its time, which is really surprising to me considering High School Musical had just come out before it. And High School Musical, in my unbiased opinion, was much better. It beat the previous highest rating DCOM, which was Cadet Kelly, at 7.8 million. It had over 8.1 million views at its premiere. And it ended up being the eighth highest, the eighth highest rated Disney Channel movie of all time. Wow. And it was the highest rated Disney Channel movie in 2006, which was a really big year yeah. for DCOMs. Huge. Yeah. It's also the last DCOM film for Raven Simone or Simonier. Um, how, however, it is said uh, for now, because she has her own Disney Channel show. So perhaps they will make a new DCOM of wow. that wow. and she wow. will make her triumphant return after 20 years. I didn't do that math correctly, but close to 20 close. years. Yeah, it's possible. Those are my fun facts. Thank wow. you. <laughs> OK, so. Shane. What were your uh, first impressions of this movie? First impressions. Uh, one is that it's cheat-alicious. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had to drop it. Might as well be me. Uh, I have not seen this movie since it first aired, and I'm pretty sure I watched it, but I was also in my 20s when it first came out, so who knows if I actually did or not. Um, I'm assuming I did because I knew most of the words to most of the songs. Uh, I, I have to say my first thoughts are, is this a movie? <laughs> is, <laughs> I have more. Uh, is this a musical? Or is this a really long music video? Uh, I still don't have my answer. Uh, I do, I, I have to say, like, I enjoyed this Cheetah Girls better than Cheetah Girls 1. I do wonder what happened to our uh, character development that we had in Cheetah Girls 1 because we lost most of it for Cheetah Girls 2. Uh, and uh, justice for Aqua because she has little to no plot development or character development in either of these two movies. Uh, and that's sad. And finally, my last uh, first impression is, uh, do you think the third LW is mad that she's not in this movie with the other two <laughs> LWs? Because there are two cast or two members of three LW in it. Hmm. That's a good question. It's a great question. Who, who is the third? Naturi Naughton. <laughs> I just looked. Thank you, because I didn't know. <laughs> Maybe she had other stuff going on. I don't know. What are your first impressions? <laughs> um, I was looking up Naturi Naughton. What are your was, first impressions? Um, oh, thank you so much, Shane. 
Um, my first impressions of this movie were I don't think I had ever seen this, but obviously I know the music and I knew that they were in Barcelona. Um, but I also liked this one better than the first one. Um, but I thought this one was way more campy. And I thought that some of their decisions for Raven were interesting in terms of like, I don't think Raven was real. If anyone else feels a different way, that's fine. But I don't think Raven was super overacting in this. I think that the writing for her character was not good. And so having her come into certain scenes or like try to console certain people with, or do certain things, I'm like, that was just weird for you to write that in. It wasn't like her acting it poorly. It was just her doing what she was told and what she was told was bad. <laughs> um, so I always rate these movies. Um, I gave Cheetah Girls two a six. I'm gonna, or I gave Cheetah Girls a six. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give Cheetah Girls two a 6.25. Wow, you thought it was better. Yeah. I hard disagree. <laughs> Hot takes from Jordan. <laughs> Would you like to elaborate? There was no dog in a sewer. <laughs> That's what I hated about the first one. The best part of the first one, or all the different animal masks. Here, they barely even like noted their their cheetahness. You know, I, I, I had no disagree. spots. <laughs> no spots. There, I. The pajamas they wear in one of the final scenes. In the first scene, they're wearing denim jackets interspersed with cheetah print fabric. <laughs> their, their, their luggage, when Raven Simone is leaving, sorry, spoilers, when she is leaving, <laughs> her suitcase is pink cheetah print. But that's the suitcase she had in the first one. And those were the pajamas she had in the first one. Do you expect these high school girls to just be buying clothes? <laughs> yeah, they're these super wealthy. Very Raven very has rich. a window to the Empire State Building. They literally went to Barcelona with two days on a whim, bought tickets for everyone. So how did, how did Dorinda afford that? So they, they did explain it. They okay. used a throwaway line to explain it. So the the they used the dad's airline points to mm. get her there. And then okay. once she was there, obviously, they just paid right. for everything for her. Got it. Yeah. Got it. That is a good point, though. Not yeah. all of them are wealthy. That's true. Just most. Just, of them. just yeah, right. Just, yeah. Most. Just only Dorinda is not. <laughs> yeah. Dorinda. Um, and, and not only is she not wealthy, she's very poor. Right. And that is her entire personality. She dances and she's poor. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I did you want to um, ask me? No, I will ask you after I finish my last thought. Oh, yes, please. I also thought that it was um, this movie. They were like 16 and it was a movie where they very much do not look 16. And so having a group of them not look mm-hmm. 16 is a little like, all right. What's going on here? There's a moment with Raven's outfit choices where she could have either been a cheetah girl or their mom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean the final performance? <laughs> Why did and how she it fit get in that train? tiny bag? Nobody else got a train, but she had a whole train. And but she's the lead. It's to make up for all of the terrible outfits they put her in. <laughs> <laughs> because during this time, Raven Simone was considered like so fat and plus size that they tried to cover up her entire body, the entire movie. And it made me so mad. Mm-hmm. Yep. You Agreed. are not wrong. Mm-hmm. And we will talk about that more later. Justice for Raven. <laughs> Justice for Raven. And for Marisol. Um, Val. Yes. First impressions. Thanks, so. Uh I 
I didn't hate this movie. There were some things I liked about it. So I, first of all, I'd never seen it before. Um, and things I liked. I liked that they separated them and had them each do things on their own. Mm -hmm. um, I think that while the character development was still kind of lacking, at least it gave them an opportunity to play off like one person who was not another cheetah girl rather than uh, the, the group of four that is always has the exact same dynamic. Um, so that was nice. Uh, I liked that we got a little bit more from the adults because mm -hmm. they're better actors and they're more interesting. And I liked Belinda. This was like her first English speaking role. Um, and I thought she did a good job. Well, she didn't have that much to do, but I liked her. And um, the mom was a good villain. Her name is Kim Manning, which I just thought was funny because it doesn't sound like that would be her name. <laughs> I think that was the name of one of my high school gym teachers. Do you think it's the same was person? Um, I also noted that they looked really old because um, in Buffalo Dreams, which was like a full year before this, uh, Adrian's playing an adult mm -hmm. and then she goes back to playing a junior in high school. Oh. So that was a big leap. Uh, Aqua, Aqua was the youngest one in that movie at 18 years old at the time of filming. And like in fairness, it's possible like in High School Musical, the only one who was a teenager, or at least the only one who was high school age was Corbin Blue. The rest of them were adults. Uh, Monique Coleman was 25 years old, but she could pull off teenager, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just a matter of like, can you pull it off or not? Um, but yeah, that was it. Those cool. are my thoughts. I found another fun fact. Um, there's one song that uh, a man is singing and it's the voice of Troy Bolton in the first movie, Drew Seeley. Oh. I looked it up. I was like, who's this dude? And then it was him. When they're Zach doing the dance, do his own song. Not on the first Not one. The first one. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, rewatch and look at how bad his lip sync I is. I feel lied to. My <laughs> <laughs> life is a lie. He sang in the second and the third one. Yeah. Though. So why did they cast him? Because he's cute. Like what? Yeah. And then his his singing voice in the first one was not the right key, so they needed a tenor, and he was a baritone. Baritone. Probably. Yeah, or flipped. Yeah. <laughs> Taka's offended. I'm writing a letter. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Can I add one last first impression? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, the end of this movie left me livid. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> and let me tell you why. <laughs> tell us. Because nobody wins. Yes. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. I wrote. I literally wrote yeah. that down. Because nobody wins. <laughs> the whole movie is about a competition that nobody gets announced a winner. Well, because the only and I want my ninety minutes back. <laughs> the only two people that they took seriously in this competition were them and Belinda. And then Belinda dropped, and and the dude who was wearing a suit while the yes, guy next to yes. him was wearing a jean jacket you and mean, playing Josh Groban. <laughs> that ruled. I said Josh Groban while I was watching. It. Oh, that ruled. Like it feels like every act would have to be disqualified because they all came up at the last time and they all did the same performance. It feels wow. like that would be enough to like. Yeah, the events of the guy that ran the competition played. <laughs> Wait, for the act that like he had just disqualified and was like nah you can be <laughs> also something that i didn't notice until the end angel the the nephew and he was on all of the posters yeah. Yeah. so of course like right that's why i asked if he was an actual angel because they made it kind of feel like he was like 
ephemeral. You know, he was sort of like, <laughs> and he was always standing like somewhere high on a yeah. balcony or something, looking down on. Yeah, that. and he didn't really have a personality, nor did he like get to know any of the girls. Right, he was just kind of. He there wasn't like a like, romantic. Interest oh, online right? it says he's uh, Raven's love interest. Yeah, that's yeah. bullshit. Because like, they looked at each other once. Like right. she, she has a crush on him, but they don't talk. They yeah. don't know each other. Dorinda mm. gets a whole ass like smooch. Session. Yes, she does. She does. Um, I just think that if there's a competition that's like able to put a magazine ad out that's a full page in like a magazine where they were able to get their hands on it, these 16 year olds, I just think that that kind of budget, I think there should be a winner. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. It is an international music competition. <laughs> and like, yeah, sure. Some things happened along the way that made it a little like less valid. Like mm -hmm. they, called a week late and then still got in. Yeah. <laughs> By singing over the phone for two seconds. Yeah. I have a question though. Mm -hmm. Has anybody seen the third Cheetah Girls? Maybe no. it's explained in the third one. I'm sure and it's that's not. why they go international because they won. I'm sure that that's there is literally hope. no connection. <laughs> we'll find out on December 26, 2023. <laughs> We're all coming back. <laughs> Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. Um, and then we are we haven't done favorite quotes and moments yet, right? Right. Okay. Cool. We're just all having so much fun talking and chatting. Cheetah chat. <laughs> did they did they say cheetah chat at any point in the movie? No. I but I that was in my brain because I said it in the first in our first podcast. So I am a good lowly patron of our <laughs> podcast. Uh, okay, Taka. Would you like to start our favorite quotes and moments section? Um, yeah, I have I have a lot of quotes <laughs> from the first Cheetah Girls movie. Why don't you share your favorite quotes from the first Cheetah Girls? And you know what's so funny? I was like, didn't they already do the Cheetah Girls? <laughs> there were so many clues for you. Yeah, like like in the email when you put two after <laughs> the cheetah girls um and when i read the email six different times to go find all the information and when i put you guys in a group chat to text you a bunch of times and then and then cross-reference the email you know i'm working on it i have adhd um so at 16 minutes and 24 seconds in the first cheetah girls movie um this is a good refresher before we get into the synopsis. The 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 blonde guy who is I never caught his name. Jekyll. No 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 no. The love interest. The, the love one. interest. Oh the, oh, oh I don't. Little Hold little on. hottie. Um, he goes up to Raven and is taunting her, and then he says, "You're still my boo." And then immediately gets smacked by like five lunch trays and falls down. Amazing. Which I think is probably the best moment in the movie. Um, and there's just like some light sexual harassment right beforehand <laughs> that just like when he's like, he's like over her oh, shoulder, yeah, like yeah, taunting yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't like you, but I, I want you. And that was giving me the ick. <laughs> It was making me so uncomfortable. It was very much like 2006 movie flirting, yeah. but I was like, man, this is not real. Also, his name was Derek, by the way. Derek, Derek, right. At um, 17 minutes and 55 seconds in the first movie, um, they have their talent show auditions and they look so good and they do Cinderella. And I was like, wow, it's just amazing. 
Um, and then right after that, the coach who's named Drinka, which was uh-huh. wild. Um, she says, Galleria, when I look at you, I see a biracial hip hopping version of me, which I thought was hilarious because I don't think Raven is biracial. No, they in just the movie she is. in the movie she Her is, which Italian. which I thought was hilarious yeah. that they were like, we're just going to make you biracial. <laughs> um, Her last name is Garibaldi. <laughs> Galleria. Garibaldi. Yeah, no, it was wild. And then her mom's really hot. Uh, I just really wanted to. Her mom's in the second movie. Yeah, you got to watch it. So, <laughs> still not. Really, I just, the whole time I was like, what a nurturing mom. She's just been so good. And um, then, oh, then Drinka says to Adrian, Chanel. She says, um, you are like a hot Latin spicy version of me, which to me, I thought was really interesting how this whole movie is like, it felt like they were trying to challenge the whiteness of other DCOMs and they do it in this way that's so backwards, (laughs) but like very funny. And also 2006. So I get it. Like, I don't know. I feel like if I were if I had been 12 years old in 2006, I would have been like, wow, this is this is amazing. I get it. And I also liked that um, they did it, that they made them they made them wealthy because that's like a good kind of like turn. And oh, there's a moment when Raven says something really rude to Drinka and she says, when it, when an opportunity shows up, you have to take it. And I think, you know, better than I. But once it's gone, it's not going to come back. And I was like, what the heck? (laughs) She also tells um, Dorinda, I don't want you to look all toe up and janky. And she was obsessed with how Doe looked in that movie. It was kind of it was bad. It was really bad. bad. Also, she was just dressed kind of normally. Yeah, right. which she was yeah. like, she said, I don't want you. Yeah, and Raven was mean in that movie. Not oh, she like, so just mean. mean. No, she's very mean. Though. But Aqua was mean too. Yeah, they were all mean. They, she kept doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and like getting, she was like, kept getting in Chanel's face. That was making me deeply uncomfortable <laughs> because she had like, seven lines yeah. and three of them were like, mm, girl, you better. better. <laughs> um, which I, I didn't like. I also loved when Raven said, whoa, some people just don't know how they're coming off to others. <laughs> Which was like, was like, look in the mirror. <laughs> right. Um, and then um, when Chanel finds out that Dorinda's poor, she says, yo, we're all mixed up in this jiggy jungle together. <laughs> Which... <laughs> And you know three white women wrote that. (laughs) They are just so urban. And, you know, nothing gives New York minorities more than that phrase. And then and then Dorinda goes because Chanel was like was talking about she thought that she was embarrassed. She thought Dorinda was embarrassed because she was half black. And so she's like, you're half black. It's no big deal. Dorinda gets really mad and she goes, I'm not black and I'm not half black. (laughs) And that's before she explains why she's upset, but it's so funny. (laughs) I forgot that. I was like, Because her foster mom's black, right? Her foster mom's black and then all of the kids who live there are also (laughs) black. And you know, she goes on to explain, I'm a foster kid, right, right. but she was really angry. And 
She's also the whitest looking white person. Like, <laughs> so white. She said, don't get it twisted. I'm not <laughs> like you. <laughs> and then she says, I'm not even white. I don't even know what I am. And I was like, damn, that's that's sad. Um, I really loved when they're doing the the whole mask moment. And Jackal said, kids love endangered species. <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. Um and I also, I think my other favorite moment was when he's like, oh, we'll just like take our other lead singer forward right after Raven quits. Chanel and the global get down. And then Chanel's like, wow. And then Aqua immediately is like, <laughs> puts, her, puts her in her place. And she's like, oh yeah, no, what are you talking about? Um, so good. And uh yeah, then then at one point, I think at the end, Raven says, you either walk with the devil or you don't. And I think, and I said no, and I think I made the right decision. It was fun. I thought I thought it was a, a fun movie, even though it was the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> and afterwards, I was like, wow, I haven't seen that since it came out. And I feel really, really fulfilled that I watched it and yeah. got to listen to all the songs again. And that's all that matters. <laughs> Friendship. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Wow, thank you for um, It was honestly a good recap of Cheetah yeah, Girls. Yeah, that was a great little um, mini Going into, yeah, mini synopsis of the first one. Um, Val, favorite quotes and moments. Thanks, Al. Do you want to go first? Because you normally go first. Yeah, I want to go first. Okay. Al, favorite quotes or moments? I have so many. <laughs> okay. So my favorite part of the beginning was uh, in the sound editing. Uh, they were in Adrian's room, uh, Chanel's room, and she was wearing this bracelet where every time she moved, you could just hear the bracelet move. Love that. Um, I loved that they sang their audition into the phone for like 15 seconds and they were like, you're in. Makes no sense. There's, so in most movies that are filmed, when there's dancing going on, there's no music playing. And in there was an outdoor party at this in this oh movie. God, you could that tell too. that none of those people were dancing to any particular music <laughs> because they were just doing whatever the fuck <laughs> they wanted. And it was amazing. Um then uh <laughs> when Raven was writing a new song, she looked like keyboard cat. <laughs> <laughs> favorite moment is Marisol's entire performance because uh, she was wearing a pair of pants that one side was shorts and the other side was a full pant. The pant shorts. The ports. She was wearing the ports. I put four explanations. Wait, are they they ports or shams? They're shams. Because they had a little bit of like a zebra print fringe yeah. on them that makes the line was so clear that was the thing that threw me off so much is that it wasn't like a cutoff so it's like oh it's like edgy like 
it was such a clean line around yep. the shorts yep. part of the pants that it really threw me off. It was <laughs> insane. And I then, was distracted by all of the excellent top hat work. Oh yeah. <laughs> so good, but so bad at lip syncing, yeah. which is crazy because she's a huge performer, but she was really not good at lip syncing. But then at the end, she waved like this, which is how me and my best friend wave to each other, ironically, when we see each other out. So we run into each other on the street. We're like, hey. <laughs> I love that she did that, not ironically. Okay, um, now my favorite quotes are, um, I know, I've loved Spain and its history and its people ever since my first Enrique Iglesias concert. <laughs> um, and then Raven says, nothing and no one can break us apart. And then I wrote, except in the third movie. Um, <laughs> uh, it's probably what that thing that breaks them apart is like contracts. Mm -hmm. Um, then she goes, uh, yes, have voices will travel. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like me saying <laughs> alley ring five ten, um, willing to shave. Um, willing to shave. <laughs> um, okay. Then the, the love interest for Dorinda says, I'm going to slow things down for a little bit for New York here. They're always six hours behind, you know, and he said it. So, and I'm literally like, I got like secondhand embarrassment, but also secondhand, like swoon. I was like, Oh my God, is he flirting with me? Um, are you from New York? No, I was just cute the way he did it. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> my favorite line is, uh, and who is your nephew? Yes, it was so funny. So those are my favorite times. Um, Val, favorite quotes and moments. Thanks, Al. Um, all in one breath, Raven goes, okay, we'll apply right now, sisters. <laughs> I'll just start singing. Sisters? <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Um, they have a throwaway line to explain what happened to the dog. <clears throat> we'll, we'll call his personal tummy scratcher to check in on him every single day. Oof. Girl, you got an A in Spanish, but you failed rolling your R's. <laughs> oh, in the background of a scene, someone goes, y'all going to get married and have Spanish babies. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I can't bounce back the way I used to when I was 12. <laughs> Uh, we don't speak Spanish. Say nothing, Aqua. <laughs> Which she does the entire movie, so it's really rude to point out. It's just foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, my favorite moment is that someone, maybe Kenny Ortega, someone in this involved in this movie, tried to get really artistic and put Raven in all primary colors, mostly red, while everyone else was in like more pastels and like pinks and light blues and stuff as a way of like showing them like being separated. Mm. Um, and I was like, wow, that is too artistic for this movie. <laughs> good idea. Um, yeah, that was, that was it. I like the dancing. The dancing was good. Yeah. As someone who's a bad dancer, I appreciated Same. how good the dancing was. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was it. Anyone else have any favorite quote? Yes. Um, I have I have uh two. Um both are said by Dorinda to the count. Um <laughs> so it's like a 
vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Dorinda, Dorinda's one, the two, dancer. Three. Yes. Dorinda yes. teaches yes. him to dance. Yes. Um, the first one is, you dance because it's a hobby. I dance because it's my life. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. And then the second one, after she, after, uh, she apologizes for realizing uh, how she was wrong about him, he says, don't apologize. Just dance with me. No. <laughs> oh, wow. And anytime she talked about her family, she specified it was a foster family. <laughs> and that that was the degree of separation because blended families can't exist in 2006. Taryn, you've had some? Yes. My favorite line in the entire thing was when they were given the money by the club owner. And and Aqua says, thank you, but dazzling isn't cheap. I had to dip into my after-tax emergency discretionary beautification funds. <laughs> she says it all in one breath. She's come a long way since the first. Break. Val wouldn't trip up on that if that was our goal. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it like 14 times. Yeah. Jordan? I, I just want to like take a moment to appreciate the entire music video sequence of it's over mm -hmm. starting with like galleria 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 like on the banister singing her heart out and then you've got chanel on a fountain and then they just throw the other girls in at the end <laughs> but they're not a part of it at all and it's just that was a cinematic moment for me yeah like oh, cool. that that was a cultural reset mm -hmm. <laughs> i remember watching that when i was six years old and thinking this this is gonna mean something someday at one point she's walking on the fountain it like two shots later a different girl is at that same spot <laughs> on the fountain so they walked by each other while they were singing <laughs> we don't talk about that <laughs> i and only had four locations <laughs> they used they Fun fact, they filmed even the New York scenes in Spain for this movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, any other quotes, moments? Great. I have one. Oh, sorry. Actually, we already closed it. Oh, Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Go more. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, it's another aqua moment. Uh, all of her five lines hit real hard. Um, but she goes, dancing cats, dancing counts. I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> Amazing. She oh. needed more lines. She but did. then it probably would have added 12 minutes and we didn't need 12 more minutes. So. That's true. Um, right. Speaking of how long this movie was, it's time to rip off your tops. And if you don't know what that means, it's because you haven't listened to our podcast. Um, welcome to Spoiler City. We're in Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> they don't wear tops in Barcelona. They don't wear tops in Barcelona. Um, and I, I know you're all sick of hearing my tones, so I'm throwing it to our cast. So we have split up our uh, Spoiler City spoilers to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine because I didn't have human interaction for a really long time last week. I'm still adjusting. Um, okay, synopsis part one is going to be Elizabeth. Synopsis part two is going to be Caleb. And synopsis part three is going to be Taryn. And we can start, and you can start whenever you're ready. Cool. All right, well, buckle up. I was, <laughs> I was very thorough. I've got about two pages, but the first page is on the first five minutes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. 
Um, but yeah, I would like to start off with the first few shots, which are drone shots, just to make sure we're aware that it's taking place in New York City, and that's about the only establishing shot we need. Um, I also think that Cheetah Girls 2 starts how any good DCOM sequel starts, which is a life milestone, which is a graduation concert for seniors, which I know we all have. <laughs> um, and then also a summer break. Yep. So I was getting some like high school musical vibes from that. Um, but yeah, so with the graduation concert, I think the first thing I noticed was just how like they, they you, you come into this concert and it has a production value like above a musical. Yeah. Um, so they're in the jungle. They have multiple banners, a banner alone. I can't even tell you how much it costs. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you simply can't tell us. Don't tell us. <laughs> Look, I could call Kinko's if you need. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think... Um, like, so I spotted a continuity error that like tickled me. And so it was in the crowd. And I think the first issue is like the first time they show the crowd, like the audience ages are very unclear, like definitely not seniors graduating. But then, so if you see the back of their heads as they're bobbing, they have their hands that is going double time compared to from the front. Like there's a different cadence of their hands moving. I'm just saying, watch it back. Like you're gonna, you're not gonna regret watching this first ten minutes again. <laughs> Bullet point seven. It's a bop. I'm not mad. Yeah, it's a good it's song. Bop. It's a good way to open. The songs are all jams. Yeah, like sure they opened it with a song. We knew it was coming, but at least it was a good one. I I don't know. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and then, so after the first musical number, I thought it was interesting that, I mean, look, maybe we were supposed to believe that they truly did more than one song, but they were like concert level winded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they just like acted like they had gone to like a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> um, <laughs> just performed for these seniors for three and a half hours. <laughs> um, but then they walk off the stage and then they have this one interaction with some seniors just to establish their age, I think. So it becomes very clear that they're juniors and they were freshmen, I think, in the first mm -hmm. movie. Yep. So we've decided that sophomore year just doesn't matter. Um, the lost tapes. <laughs> well, we, we had to find out that Aqua had gotten 1600 on her SATs. So they had to age them up just for that one piece Literally, of yeah. <laughs> which is, yeah, definitely my next bullet point, which is that, okay, in 2006, a 1600 would have been a perfect score. There's no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did have an A in Spanish. So. <laughs> but she can't roll her R's. <laughs> Um, and then I also, I mean, maybe, I don't know why I was like so obsessed with this production value, but like that green room, I've never been in a green room like that. In the high school, there's no freaking way. Um, but so then finally we kind of get introduced to the moms. And so it was very like mom focused and there were adults, I felt like more in this. Um, but I loved how immediately when we get to them, like Dorothea and then Juanita, like we suddenly learned that like the plan is Galleria is going to go to Martha's Vineyard. And then all of a sudden, like the one mom just lets it slip that the daughter's going to Barcelona. Mm -hmm. But then she also like, it's a half reveal that like, at first I thought it was that the mom got a tattoo and we reveal later that she's just thinking about it. <laughs> like way to break it. Like oh, you reveal that she might get a tattoo. I don't know. I'm just thinking about it. I'm not going to do it. Girl. <laughs> Um, but so then, of course, the next, you know, scene has to be about how Chanel and, you know, Gallery are devastated and if she has to go to Barcelona because it could be forever. 
So the only solution has to be that they ask their parents if everyone can come for a month-long trip to Barcelona that's happening in a couple days. So it's like a really clear jump to me. Um, and then I love how then the um, like the reason that they couldn't all go to Barcelona, the only drawback was that it would just be really rude to ask of her the, the Juanita's boyfriend, Luke. That's just too much to ask to have him host in his villa, mm -hmm. this group of four additional people. Um, but then later that night at a slumber party, while they're talking vaguely about their summer plans that we all know they aren't ever going to do, <laughs> they're interrupted by a shooting star that Aqua can not only spot from across the room, but there's still enough time to still see the shooting star as they run to the window and make a wish in perfect unison, whispering out loud, Barcelona. <laughs> like, I don't know why it like offended me so much that they said it out loud. Like, it's just like, it's like 11, 11. Like you can't say it out loud. It's not gonna come through. <laughs> Um, but then the best part is what happens next was that a gust of wind blew the magazine page open to a one page spread about an international music festival that then becomes a solution to the entire movie. Um, and so I love how then immediately we have to have an obstacle though, because it's only 10 minutes into the movie. And so they were like, the deadlines pass, it's last week. But then, like, no discussion. I actually don't think they talked about it. Galleria just woke up at 4 a.m. Eastern time <laughs> to then call Barcelona. That picked up immediately. <laughs> and then they say no. But then they hear somewhere between 8 and 16 bars of music. And then suddenly... <laughs> <laughs> A girl who just woke up. <laughs> there was no, no vocal warm up. <laughs> no hot tea. <laughs> And then it turns into like a meeting with the festival director. And that like is enough to like convince the parents that they can now go to Barcelona is that they have a meeting with the festival director. To Where they're maybe. not technically in. They're not and like for a very long time, they're not technically in. Um, but that's all that they need um, to uh, to get these cheetah girls over to Barcelona. And then I love how they also have already asked by the point, it's probably like 5 a.m. at that point, they've already asked all the absentee parents of the other Cheetah Girls and gotten a green light and Galleria's dad was able to give Galleria enough of his miles to get two girls to and from Barcelona. <laughs> and valid passports. And valid passports. Yes. Yeah, I, didn't think, I didn't think about that at all. Dorinda would definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she doesn't even She's know not who it's not, it's not right for her character. <laughs> She's like, sorry, I have to stay home, guys. My passport, I don't have one. <laughs> but then Dorothea, like, um, her biggest hang-up is that it might ruin Juanita's engagement. Like, it never, that's like her biggest thing is like, Juanita's getting engaged. <laughs> and like, so um, then at the airport, um, I also noticed the the kind of throwaway line of Toto and how basically they were like, the, they haven't seen the dog this entire movie. Like, it's in the kennel. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the sewer. <laughs> we'll speak to him when we get home. <laughs> But yeah, I'm pretty sure that they just used the like budget from the what would be the canine actor for the production value of that first music video, so it was worth it. Um, the canine actor. <laughs> That's what he is. Oh, it's just silly you saying it out loud. <laughs> Toto's probably got an IMDB. So. Literally. So he's a Bichon Freeze, so he's, he's expensive. That's right. Yeah, but of course, like, the next thing we would expect to see is, like, these beautiful, you know, scenes of Barcelona. But no, we get to see them in a montage of postcards. <laughs> <laughs> so, so at 
after a montage of postcards, they, they say that they saw Barcelona in a day. As I sit in the cafe and we meet this first cute boy named Angel strumming a guitar. Um, and then what I think goes missed, which I think is like the biggest piece here. They dined and dashed. They ordered drinks they never paid, but it was in the name of a music video. Yeah. Wow. It, it was strut, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so it I've done that before. In, it was a dine-in strut. Worth it. Worth it. So what's his name? His name was Angel in the movie? On head. Yes. Oh. Angel. Okay, I was like, damn, they didn't even... Okay. They said it like they were from New York too. Yo, Angel. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> um, and so we finally get introduced to Luke's home or villa, which is also the size of a community college campus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's just like I all like these are my notes. Like super fancy, a lot of staff that are gonna let them do whatever they want. <laughs> um, we finally meet Luke, which he's like rich and generous, and that's like kind of all we get the whole movie and that's yeah. like the only two adjectives we need to understand who luke is um but so then the cheetah girls learn that they have to sing again for this director of this festival um which they then sing the same eight to 16 bars that they sang <laughs> over the phone <laughs> and of similar quality <laughs> um and so then a new attractive boy enters this is the count um and so not I, a vampire. Not a vampire. I did have to Google what a count was. And essentially, it's just someone above a commoner. So, okay. Yeah, he's a count. Um, but I love how he enters by just saying the words dancing cat. That's all he needs. He just slides into conversation with dancing cat. Um, we learn he's a dancer. And I felt like I was kind of proud for that moment because I do feel like it finally gave Dorinda like a love interest or like some sort of like D or F story that mm -hmm. was more than just her poorly vlogging that Barcelona trip, <laughs> which like I'm pretty sure the camera wasn't even pointed in the right direction. But who am I to fault that? I didn't even realize she was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like a really She's old- She's like holding the camera like right here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then, so I think the last scene um, of my synopsis is just that they were, you know, I kind of thought they were going to head to the dancing cat next. The writer's good for you, skipping a few scenes. Um, and then they go to, on a shopping trip um, where Dorothy stumbles upon some old friends who are also famous designers um, from 1987 that continue to distract the Cheetah Girls from rehearsing. And I wrote as uh, my prediction while I was writing the synopsis, which we can only imagine will compound to be a real issue or elevated conflict later in the movie. Wow. <laughs> Did she predict it? <laughs> excellent, excellent. Incredible. Um, all of the, like, your first page was all, like, the first, like, 10 minutes. And that's just always, you guys, like, know even doing an improvised decom, like, the first 10 minutes, there's just so much context. Um, I have a question for you because you watched the first one. Is Luke the, uh, her, is he mentioned in it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she says, um, in an accent that I'm not going to do, um, she <laughs> says, like, oh, yeah, I like Luke because he's very wealthy. And then um, Chanel, that's what her mom says. And then Chanel looks at her, like, incredulously, like, how could he? And then, and then her mom's like, I'm just kidding. And then that's pretty much it. Then they mention that Luke wants them to move to Paris. Mm. So he was Paris. living in Paris. Yeah, they had to also do a one. throwaway line in this to explain that. Gotcha. So he lives in Paris, but he's from Spain. Okay. Got it. And owns yeah. a college campus there. Right. <laughs> and then there's a moment um, where... Chanel is really mad at her mom because of Luke. 
because she's spending all this so time this with him. So this is the guy that, that is in it's the, the first same, one. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I thought it was a different We guy. just never meet him. You never okay. see him. Okay. And then there's, she spends a lot of money and then her mom acts like, oh, oh, you spent all my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she mentioned that her man is super rich. Right, she so. is also rich. And, and then they also, apartment? their apartment is yeah. like yeah. a, $4 million apartment. Yeah, I was least, like, girl, yeah. you are fine. Yeah. You're fine. Cool. Thank you for clarifying. I yes. forgot. Um, I don't think in my synopsis of the first one, I mentioned him even once. Uh, okay, cool. Synopsis part two. Okay. Woo! Thank you. So I was minutes 33 through 66. <laughs> I did not a second before or a second after of those minutes. <laughs> this is one like the group is falling apart in this time frame. The very first frame of 33 minutes is, is the three adults, Raven Simone's mom and the two other fashion people looking directly at Aqua and Raven. And what's Raven's name? Galleria. Galleria. Gosh. Um, <laughs> um, and this is like, again, one of Aqua's moments. She's like, oh, a pinch me, I'm dreaming, I'm meeting my hero. She made a, my, the best jean jacket I ever saw. And then like Ra her, Raven's mom becomes really giddy and Raven gives her per mom permission to go hang out with everybody. This is when everyone starts to really leave Raven and we see Raven start to get super pissed off. Um, and then, yeah, and Raven's like, you have 15 minutes, Aqua. And Aqua's like, come on. She's like, 14. And they're okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we cut to the Italian dance company who is rehearsing in the best fucking rehearsal space ever. It's like in the place that we rehearsed. Like if you go into some of these rooms, they look like ballrooms. That's basically where they rehearsed is this giant ballroom. Um, do you remember one? What's her name? Dorinda? Dor Dorinda. 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 She like went through this shoe change and they did like the whole magic spill, like da 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 da. And she came out, <laughs> but it's just a pair of dancing shoes. <laughs> um, no big change happened. Her clothes um, were different too. She was wearing, she was wearing a leotard. I don't. I don't think the wand sound was was deserved. Caleb's like really obsessed with feet, so he was really. <laughs> yeah, and listen to my other podcast if you want to hear me talk <laughs> talk more about that. <laughs> um, and this was the Barcelona versus New York dance off. They're insulting each other, but flirty. Hey, we got to slow this down for New York, but the dance was still super fast and complicated. Um, I looked down. I was eating a sandwich at the time, a fried chicken sandwich from Clark Street Dog. I looked down. Ev everyone was dancing. I look down, I look up, it's just them dancing. Somehow the whole company left and it's very romantic between them. Um, but then b before they got more romantic, Dorinda goes, thanks for the tango and leaves. And then the the count goes, I'll see you at the cat, the, the, the cat, the dancing, the dancing cat. Um, dancing cat is a horrible club. The shots of the club, we didn't never see the club. It's just one shot of everyone doing the dancing to no music thing in the floor, it looks very weird. Um, I Then we see the best scene ever is one Mary Soul crowd surfs. Flawless, <laughs> nothing ever went wrong, everything was great, <laughs> it was perfect. And then that's when we first see Raven look and go, oh shit, something could be wrong. She starts to get a little jealous. The homegrown, I wrote home, it's because somebody said, Mary Soul, that's her homegrown talent. So I started writing Mary Soul's name is Homegrown. And <laughs> 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 <In> my phone. <laughs> When, when Mary Soul is dancing on the bar, she squished someone's cake. I don't know if anyone saw her, like, there was a whole thing. And then there's like, 
<laughs> just like threw it off. No one cares. I'd be pissed if I was that bartender. Um, I still think Mary Soul, I still believe she is actually Tara Reed from Scrubs, but <laughs> we'll leave that alone as well. Because that's also what Tara from, Reed is most known that is <laughs> Scrubs and Sharknado. Um, not American Pie. Not American not, Pie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... The mom, Lola, of Mary Soul, I love the villain. She is such a good villain. And I also kind of just didn't mind that she was a villain. I kind of, before she became a villain, I liked all of the energy she was bringing. I'm very in your face. Um, and you know what? Maybe if I, if I really love my daughter, maybe I'd also try to break up a band for my daughter's success. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she's not that bad. <laughs> um, I love how much Raven's mom hates Lola instantly. I love that she instantly smells this garbage. Um, so she says that and then it cuts to, and so like they're at the club and like, but then they go back and Raven's mom's like, Hey, maybe I don't know. I don't trust this. Um, who went to Oxford? Oh, right. The Count, isn't he? Went to Oxford and he's a handsome dancer? That is just, I wrote jackpot for Dorian. <laughs> um, and then let's see. Um, the moms are talking about um, the tattoo and the ring. It's either the ring or the tattoo. And then I love, I wrote this. I should have said this for the line. Mama Chica does not play when it comes to our cubs. It was a, a great line from Raven's mom. Um, and we're now at the point where everyone is driving Raven crazy. They're taking them away for rehearsal. No one's... She's doing the, the, what, keyboard, the keyboard cat. This <laughs> is a great moment and everyone's going away. They ditched her literally, they're at the piano. Then it's a life montage. And then it shows all the stuff that's happening instead of when they're rehearsing. It's it's the hip hop class that Doran's teaching and it's Raven writing the, the, the things, doing the things. And then it's Luke, the family fancy party. And it's all of the stuff. How's it going to work? And then I just want to say like, if this was a true group and everyone was ditching one of the leads, so it's insane that they even got this far. The group, like, <laughs> if you were to just stop the movie now, like, they hate each other and there's no chemistry. How's it, how's it, how's it gonna work? The group is literally breaking up and now Doran is jealous about the Count because the Count is like rich and stuff, she thinks. And then she dumps the Count because she just, the Count does not get where she comes from, so they can't work. Oh, right. I think a literally great scene is when Raven goes to her mom and is like, hey, these are my problems. This is what I think should be. It was a really mature, as as weird as can Raven be kind of controlling. And I hear she was mean in the first Cheetah Girls. I did not watch the first Cheetah Girls because I follow the assignment. <laughs> um, and and like and but it was a really like a really like actually emotionally mature thing like this is what I want to do I've thought about it like this is what I think is best for everyone I was like god that's way to go that's a great that's a very touching scene and also the proof she's the most emotionally mature one in the whole movie from that moment I thought and now friends are just starting to re-care about Raven then Raven does her sad ballad which is amazing um the friends realize they messed up and then it's during this ballad on the final frame of the 66th 66th minute the last line is in the lyric the lyrics are whatever it takes and Chanel is spinning around in a pole right there at the end of the 66th minute during all the chaos in the ballad and that's the middle of the movie wow Taryn, Taryn, you're doing the synopsis part three. Take us to the end. Thank you. Okay, so where we left off, minute 66. <laughs> was near the end of what I am calling a breakup song. Like, mm. this was not, oh, this girl group is ending. It was like a love breakup song. And... 
It just, because it didn't feel like it had much to do with the group, actually. It was just fully about Gallery and Chanel's love for each other. Like they say, let the sweetest of dreams slip away. That's not about being music stars. That's about each other. Anyways, um, I got really distracted about the giant poster in Galleria's room of the music festival. Like, it was huge. Where did you get that? <laughs> and so Galleria tells her mom she wants to go because, you know, her friends are nuanced and have other interests and, like, can't handle that. So the girls wake up to find that Galleria is already left for the airport by herself, apparently. Her mom didn't want to take her there. Okay. But as she's waiting for the train, the other girls like run up to her because they followed her. And they seem to have had time to start to learn um, Galleria's song that she left behind dramatically on her bed. So they had time to start to learn some of those lyrics, but they didn't have time to put on shoes <laughs> they couldn't have like quickly thrown on a different set of clothes full pajamas and like fuzzy slippers in this yep. train station which feels so gross to me you have to throw those slippers away <laughs> disgusting okay um then uh Gallery decides to come back and they're gonna do it. Yay. Um, then Lola calls Chanel to console her about Galleria leaving. And Chanel puts her on speakerphone and they're like, nope, just kidding, she's still here. And so Lola has to now switch to plan B and is like, oh, actually, I can sign you up for a warm-up gig if you're interested. And as she's having this conversation, she's silently fat shaming her daughter who's about to eat just a burger and a soda. Mm -hmm. And she smacks that away and hands her a salad instead. Love that for us. Then Juanita complains to Dorothea about Luke still not proposing, you know, instead of having a conversation, open, honest conversation with your partner that you're hoping to spend the rest of your life with. Instead, she's just going to complain about it to her best friend. And she's at minimum 45 years old. <laughs> yeah. She can handle it, I think. Yeah, fully. Um, so then Chanel happens to overhear part of this conversation where Juanita says, um, is it because Luke knows that Chanel doesn't like him? So now Chanel is fully carrying the weight of her mother's failing relationship. And she goes to find Luke and apologizes to him, um, for everything she's done and thanks him for his generosity and says she's proud to be part of his family. Um, so then it cuts to everyone in the house gathering in the doorway to see Luke propose. They are very obviously <laughs> all gathering in the doorway. As Juanita is reading a book in this giant courtyard where there's multiple seats and she's sitting on the curb. On the ground, she's sitting there. I know it's because the shot of the background was like more beautiful and it like centers her, but like she's sitting on the ground facing the door. She could very obviously see where they're all gathering, but just like, nope, I'm reading on the ground. And so Luke comes over and he um, does the most minimal proposal. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> can't find the ring in my pockets where I probably just put it, but I get it, ADHD brain, I feel that too. She says, yes, everyone's excited. Then Dorinda talks to the Count and he tells her, why were you mad at me? I'm actually poor too. 
Luke owns the building and I just help pay the rent by teaching classes. Um, and I didn't introduce you to my work friends because I can't afford to take you where they're going. Um, so surprise, we can be poor together. <laughs> um, and then they have this cute little kiss that's immediately interrupted um, by Galleria. Um, and then he asked Dorinda um, to like, he says, we can hang out in New York. And she's like, what are you talking about? You live here. And he's like, but I have an apartment in New York. So do you, do you not have money? <laughs> Count. <laughs> Count your money. <laughs> okay, so then they go inside to um, rehearse for the show. They go inside. There is a whole sign, a giant light-up sign that says Cheetah Girls up in this. <laughs> Where did it come from? Exactly. <laughs> up in this dance studio. Where did it come from? It never comes back. Nope. <laughs> it's not like it was a prop that they're practicing to like dance in front of for their show. No, it never comes back. Who bought it? Where did the money come from? The count. He spent all his money. <laughs> That's why he's poor. <laughs> on the neon sign. They didn't even turn on the lights, I don't think. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but the natural sunlight in Barcelona, Taryn. <laughs> You're right. It's beautiful. <laughs> Um, so they start rehearsing the new song in the dance studio and mid song cuts to them performing this at the dancing cat. It was a, that was a fun cut and the crowd goes wild at the end of this. Um, and then they meet the club owner and that's when he gives them the hundred euro each as their pay for performing. Um, and that's when Aqua says my favorite line, which I mentioned earlier about her beautification funds. So then they uh, supposedly next day arrive at Soundcheck for finally the festival and they're super excited just to find out that the Cheetah Girls are disqualified because they got paid for their performance. So now they're professionals, no. which I think is a weird, a weird way to distinct between amateurs and professionals is because you got paid a little bit of money for singing one song one time. But that's just me. I don't run this festival. <laughs> and so they turn to Lola because she's the one that like got them this job and is like, is there anything you can do? And she's like, please, man, who runs this festival? Is there anything I can do? And he's like, no, them's the rules. So they're like, there's got to be something. And Lola's like, wait a minute. I have an idea. Um, Technically, the Cheetah Girls were disqualified. But if you join up with my daughter, you're no longer the Cheetah Girls. You're something else. And they're like, wow, that's so true. But Galleria is like, yeah, but Marisol doesn't know our songs and her songs are all in Spanish. And her mom's like, or Marisol says, well, Chanel knows a couple of my songs. And Chanel's like, no, I could never perform without my girls. <laughs> and Galleria is like, but you have to, you need to represent the Cheetah Girls. There's gotta be one of us up on the stage. So they agree to that. Um, and then now we're back at Luke's and uh, Dorothea finds out about this. And she's like, listen, I told you she was shady. <laughs> um, she was something was fishy this whole time. And then Luke tells Chanel that 
she will not be moving to Spain, that he's actually going to be moving to New York because it's her senior year and they wouldn't miss it for the world. Referring to him and her mom. So like, was there an option where they would miss her senior year? Like, just leave her behind? That's how I read that situation. <laughs> it felt weird to me. And then... They all go return their money to this club owner for the principal of the thing. And, uh-oh, Angel's right behind them and sees this happen. So then in the dressing room, right before the festival happens, and the <laughs> weird auditioner guy <laughs> <laughs> says he found out from a very reliable source that Lola set up the girls to get paid at this club. And who would say such a thing, she says. And my nephew. And who is your nephew? And that's when Angel strums <laughs> his drum from high upon his perch because there's just a balcony there for some reason. Um, and so, yay, they get to perform. And good thing they left their costumes there even though they thought they weren't performing and they can change. And so Lola tries to course correct and is like, okay, well... You know, we can still do this. We can still pull us together. And Marisol's like, no, mom, this is about you. It's always about you. Um, and she, she decides to walk away and doesn't, doesn't do it. And so then now we're in the middle of the festival, which is hosted completely in English. <laughs> and they announce Marisol, who is the homegrown hero. Um, but again, if she's very important, why is she being introduced in English? But okay. And then she's not coming up. She can't make it tonight. So uh, I guess here's the Cheetah Girls. And then... Broom, Angel strums again upon his guitar because now he suddenly is there on stage wearing a matching like bolero jacket that matches all the girls. And Galleria slowly walks up the stairs with her like giant train and dedicates this song to Barcelona where I found an angel around every corner. The so same, the same angel. <laughs> yeah, the same one. It's just the one. He's so fast. <laughs> and then they perform Amiga's Cheetahs, which I just, the lyrics of that song um, were fine, except the fact that they keep inserting the word cheetahs there. Because, like, I get that's their shtick, but the audience doesn't know that. Right. <laughs> just feels but like they love it. <laughs> yeah. They, they eat it. it up. And then Chanel welcomes her friend to the stage and it turns out to be Marisol who was eating like French fries dipped in a Frosty or something because <laughs> her mom wasn't around and she got to live her life. Um, so Marisol starts coming on stage and she's already wearing a microphone and has already prepared some sort of lyrics in Spanish, I guess, <laughs> that perfectly fits in. We love some musical improv. Then all of a sudden down the aisle, like... Um, Dirty dancing style comes Joaquin and his boys just dancing up and joins them on stage. And they all do this wonderful dance and performance together. And then the lights go down and everyone's like clapping, but just kidding. We're going to do the chorus one more time. Encore. Then they all do this like curtain call together, walk down the aisle off the stage, dancing the whole way. And then every single person in the audience follows them down the aisle dancing and credits roll. And wow. no one wins. No one wins! 
and no one wins. Just suspend your disbelief and just assume that the winner was announced after the movie. We will all let you know at Cheetah Girls One World. (laughs) We will... We'll we'll reconvene. We'll we'll reconvene. All right. um, Before we head to bingo, does anyone have any last comments? Lingering thoughts. Last lingering thoughts. Zeep. There's, I think we talked about it before, but I do want to draw attention to the fact that the the guy who's the, who, who was like running the event. First of all, his nephew is the first winner of the event and is also on every poster, which feels very, like a lot of nepotism there. And then in the last number, he shows up and plays trumpet alongside them, which feels like that's a breach of, of the <laughs> judging system. So maybe that's why there's no winner announced because he, he wins. He, he won. <laughs> he wins. <laughs> he declares himself the winner. He I wrote the rules. You did not tell me the rules. I don't even have to pick a winner. It's me. Anyone else? Last thoughts before bingo? All right. right. Then we're going. You lost your chance. Hey, Val. Welcome to the bingo portion. Okay. One hit wonder song. Yes. I mean, I feel like all Cheetah Girl songs were. Well, I guess that's not one hit. Just kidding. Just kidding. They're all wonderful. Yeah, I think we had the same problem with High School Musical, where like yeah. they can't one one can't count if there's more than one. Yeah, I think no. Yeah, I think it's a lot no. of hits. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it because they at least have two. There are two hit wonder. Yeah, Cinderella and Strut. Yeah, and Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Sisters. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> Jordan loves this movie. <laughs> I'm so happy. Jordan, what would you rate this movie out of 10? It was like a four. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) Terry could pass it either way. Breaking the fourth wall, looking into the camera. No. Not really, yeah. No, no, no. I'd say the closest maybe it got was during like music video moments, but I still don't think I wouldn't I wouldn't count that as a space. No, I don't think we counted it last time either. Yeah. And if we did, sorry to pass us. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Uh holiday themed. Kind of no, right? No. Yeah. Very no. Hard no. Hard no. <laughs> Summer break is a holiday. Oh, my God. Also, holiday. A clunky metaphor. <laughs> she always looks at me because I'm the only one. I didn't think about it this time. Um, well, Angel is a is an <gasps> Done. Uh, Wait, I'm not keeping track. Oh, jeez. That was the only that one we've got. Parents who just don't get it. Yes. No, these parents get it. I think these parents get it more than the kids get it. Yeah, I would say yes. Okay, I will say in the long run, yes, but there were moments of kids and parents fighting, and at times the parents didn't get it. So I would say maybe because it's a moment that could qualify. Can I also argue Marisol's mom? Oh, she gets it. Just it is. Being bad, just being a bad person. She doesn't get what get Marisol wants. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's fair. Like Let's that count helps. it. All right. Let's count it. <laughs> count it. Joaquin it. Right. Um. Uh, cool non-parent adult. Yes. Uh, I would argue there are two. 
Um, the one is the designer who gives Aqua a chance to design stuff and be in the studio. And the other is the guy who runs uh, the music tournament who who contributes a sick trumpet solo. Yeah. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Someone too famous for a TV movie. Was Raven too famous at this point? Or 3LW? 3LW definitely were, was not right where at they that belong. point. <laughs> no, because 3LW was like the 90s. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Good I think enough. no. A competition to resolve central problem. <laughs> well, yes, we just never yes. find out a winner. It's unresolved, it's unresolved, but it's there. But it was there. Yeah. The competition was to, to resolve. Yeah. <laughs> a montage sequence. So many. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A montage of postcards, not even like exciting things, just postcards. And, and when she got to see my Barcelona. Or Angel's My Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see your Barcelona. <laughs> I can show you the Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> Cliche villains. Oh, I yeah. think, yeah, the biggest one for me is the Almond Mom. Yeah. The Almond, almond Mom. mom. Yeah. Uh, this is, okay, let's think about this. Clothes or item you owned? Anybody here? Yeah. Yeah? What, are the, what was it? The belt. The really thick, like, belt with the big buckle in the middle, like the black. Nice. I did relate, not in a good way, to Dorinda's outfit when she entered the studio. I feel the like the two I tank tops. Yeah, the outfits are the most like relatable. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. I wear a lot of those. I also can't count how many fedora hats I once owned, <laughs> <laughs> and they were prevalent, uh, especially at the underage. Uh, club the, the dancing cat club. they all wore fedoras there the underage club <laughs> when, when you started saying that i thought you were gonna say you went to the underage club and wore a fedora and i was like shame we need pictures <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if i did <laughs> i also had um like being plus size i also had some like oversized flowy mom blouses um, <laughs> sure. raven's entire oh, oh yeah costume. that yeah. that blue one that like went halfway like it was yeah. blue and white yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah, and it was basically a dress. Yeah. A little tunic. <laughs> wow. Silly. I had some of those too. Yeah. Um, okay. Did anyone look it up? Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60. Okay, don't say anything, Z. Don't say We anything. have everyone guess. So Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60. Um, if we get it between 40 and 60, we get to mark the box. If you get it within five on either side, you get um, to feel good about yourself. <laughs> so we talked about how this is the highest rated Disney decom, right? Meaning it got the most viewers. The most viewers. So we don't, that doesn't confirm anything no. about rating. Okay, Caleb? Gosh, you know, because it's a decom, I should say, yeah, it lands inside of 40 to 60. I'm going to go up. I'm going to go up. I'll say it's like 65%. Okay. okay. It's 57. If it's okay. that, I'll be so <laughs> mad. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say 45. Okay. Uh, I was also going to say 57. So I'm going to pop it to a 58. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 I disagree with this, but I think it's 72. Yep. Okay. Whoa. Steve, so you can't guess. <laughs> <laughs> but what would you guess? <laughs> I, I probably would have guessed like a 48. Wow. So it's not 48. I'm gonna, I didn't say that. I'm going to guess 53. It is 57. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! 
did she look it up and she's lying to us? Uh, like, I kind of was gonna do 62, so then when I, 62 got taken, I'm like, it's in that range. So I like, I oh went, my yeah, god, wow. that's wild. You did it. I mean, wow. it's a little above so average. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I'm so mad. All right. <laughs> you well, you still you wanted to say totally. it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I think it still counts. You also you you could have said it. No one's stopping you, buddy. <laughs> that was like Price is Right rules. <laughs> um, happily ever after. Yes. Are you sure? We don't know. Nobody won. <laughs> nobody won, and then in the next movie, <laughs> she, she's gone. <laughs> But they were all smiling at the end. Smi yeah. Smiles mean happy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> almost kissing, yes. There was a real human kiss. Yes. Yeah, there was no almost. There was, there was well, absolutely almost. No, you when have they were... to almost kiss to kiss. What? But there was also and I will... almost kissing. As well. When they were dancing, yeah. at the end of the dance, they ended, they ended like yeah. inches apart and they're like, yeah. oh. Mm -hmm. But before you kiss someone, you are almost kissing. So. It's not the way I do. If there like, is a real... <laughs> what does that, that mean? That means that literally yeah. any moment in life you're almost kissing because eventually you might This is really someone. good for future podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> also, Luke and Juanita kissed. But Whoa, they, they did. They shared a quick little peck. and yeah, and lots of cheeks. Mm -hmm. Cheek kissing is almost kissing. Mm -hmm. Thank you, validating. But that's that's real kissing because <laughs> we're, we're making we're contact. never moving. <laughs> Kissgate, Kissgate, Kissgate. Someone, <laughs> someone who became famous. Yeah, Ray Raymond and Adrian. Yeah, yeah. and Mary Soul. And Mary Soul. Yeah, yeah. So many. Mm -hmm. Bet betraying of one's real friends or values. Yes. Because we learned nothing in the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, your childhood crush. Yes. Mm, childhood. Did you? Crush? Ha did you? Yeah. Oh, wait, is this our childhood crush or? So, yes. Yeah, like, say their so name right. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the movie. So, did you have a crush on anyone in this movie as a young person? Jordan. I had a crush on Dorinda. Yeah. Oh, okay. I never saw this, so I can't yeah, claim. Can't claim. Crush. All right. Obviously, bad special effects or stunts. Yes. Yes. I thought the shooting star was garbage. So bad. <laughs> that was bad. And the the lip syncing was very yeah, bad. There yeah. was some bad lip syncing. And um, outside of Galleria's um, window in New York, before they saw the shooting star, she apparently has like a perfect view of the Empire State Building, which is clearly just a poster. <laughs> right outside the window. Yeah. I also think we just need to re-remind ourselves, you know, there was the really bad swaying at the beginning. One was double timed, and then they went to yes. the single time. All that too. Obviously that too. bad special effects were dancing. That has to be that, yeah. That has to be what Mark set off. <laughs> Disney Channel star. Is there yes. one? Yes. yes! The Disney Channel star. I'd agree. Like, she's Madame she's Disney. pretty iconic, yeah. This could not have lined up better in my entire life. <laughs> Musical number! There are so many, and I love marking this box! <laughs> Yay, Al! Nuts for a musical number. Okay. I love it. Magic. Yes. I think Angel was a real angel. The shooting star. And the shooting star. <laughs> the shooting that flips that the magazine open. Yeah. That's magic. That's magic, baby. Got, okay, that's magic, baby. Yeah, when that happened, I was like, <gasps> 
There's magic in this one. Also, <laughs> just a shooting star visible from inside Manhattan or like New York City. New York. Yeah. Star. That's an A star. <laughs> Like a long shooting star. They had enough time to say, yeah. look, a shooting star and walk over to the... Do we think that was maybe a satellite? Was it... Was it <laughs> crashing down! <laughs> and it was just a genuine gust of wind. It's Xenon! <laughs> <It's Zena. laughs> they luckily had the cameras rolling. They're like, oh, shit. Okay. Um, someone says the title of the movie. Yes, but specifically because I, th- I didn't realize that When in Spain was not the actual title. And they say When in Spain. Wow. In the movie, double double get. But do they Whoa. say the Cheetah Girls too? <laughs> they do not when say. They do not say Cheetah they Girls. They say the too. Cheetah Girls also. <laughs> not the same. Not the same. Oh. So close. Are, so we're not marking it. No. I don't okay. Think so. I don't. How what? <laughs> oh. Wasn't the actual name. But they also say the Cheetah Girls. I feel like. I feel like. But do they say the Cheetah Girls too? Too. All right. Because it's the second one. Scooby Dude. Okay. Let, we'll explain. <laughs> so this is like you know we 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 bend this we stretch this to make sense for a lot of things. But basically, like the kids solve the problem, right? So like sometimes it'll be like foiling the bad guys in a warehouse, like by tripping, like Home Alone style, or like solving the mystery without the help of adults or whatever. So basically like if the kids are the driving force of like, if they're the people the to reveal the monster. Yeah, then then we count those square. Then I would say yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. They unseat Lola. Usurp the power. <laughs> uh the heroes create the problem. No. Half Unless- of it Unless I think so. They almost break up the group because they have their own problems. They okay, can't so if that's the problem, then yes. And if Raven is seen as the hero, she's the one who got them in the competition. But that's not a problem. Yeah, that was the solution to the problem. Because the initial okay. problem was that they were all <laughs> separated. Jordan sort of has it out for me. <laughs> Jordan came here to say you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> she's been staring daggers all night. <laughs> I've notoriously just argumented it. <laughs> They also created the problem in that they were so good that mm-hmm. Lola wanted to take them out. Yeah. Okay, so are we marking it? Jordan, you say no. You say yes. I vote yes. Yes. All right, I'm peer pressured. Yes. <laughs> don't, be peer, don't be peer pressured. Okay. One of the problems, yes. Okay, so there we go. Jordan, you on a jury. <laughs> Going along with whatever you hear. <laughs> Everyone else says death, okay. <laughs> 12 Angry Men is such a shorter show. <laughs> oh my God. 11 Angry Men. And in Jordan. <laughs> what do you guys want? <laughs> I would watch that. There's her solo show. By the end of the movie, she's like, I just like to be argumentative. We'll do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, lead is a fish out of water. I don't think so. She is very at home in international competition. Yeah. <laughs> this is where she is meant to be. <laughs> They're all very at home yeah. wherever yeah. they are. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. All okay. Right. Wow. Well, after that, in our most <laughs> bingos in a long time, we got one, two, three, four. <laughs> that might be ever. Yeah. It, it's tied with tied ever, with ever. Okay. Oh, so we that? have our third row down. <laughs> Which is closer items you owned, Rotten Tomatoes, Happily Ever After, Almost Kissing, Someone Who Became Famous, 
The row below that, betraying of one's real friends or values, your childhood crush, obviously bad special effects or stunts, Disney Channel star and musical number. Then we have our fourth row over, clunky metaphor, montage sequence, almost kissing, Disney Channel star, heroes create the problem. And then if you go all the way to the corner and go diagonal down, parents who just don't get it, montage sequence, happily ever after, your childhood crush, and magic. Wow. We needed that. We needed that. Wow. Okay. It's time for a game that I created called Cheating Gals. Wait, no, wait, I'm gonna say Cheating Girls. Cause it's like cheetah, but it's cheating. Cheating sisters. Okay, we are cheating, we cheat together. Okay, so I need everyone to get their phone out. Okay, so this game we I created for you, our cast, as well as our listeners at home, because this is uh, our, if Val cuts this into one part, 59th episode. If Val cuts this into two parts, 60th episode. <laughs> so very exciting times. So this is uh, trivia about me and Val. <laughs> <laughs> but because it's called cheating girls, you can cheat. So you can use, you can ask your friend, a neighbor, you can go on social media, you can cheat. <laughs> so... Um, so if you get any of these wrong, um, I'm sad for you. Okay. Unless, unless someone doesn't want to help you out. Well, it, will it take away the fun if I know the answer? No, not it's at all. It's all cheating girls that you decide. But you're so much closer to Caleb than the rest of us. And that sucks. Okay. I'll cheat off of Caleb and you can cheat off of Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Question number one, where is Al from? Write it down, write it down. You can use the internet. You can use phone a friend. You can cheat. Okay, hold up your answers. Everyone got it correct except for Elizabeth. <laughs> Who wrote Alice from a place I know? <laughs> Do you know Schomburg? The people's winner. <laughs> I, 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 Elizabeth got it right. I am from Schomburg. Do you know Schomburg? Yeah. I'll give it to you. <laughs> okay. I think I got a pretty good strat working. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everyone about your cheating girl's strat. Um, it's to ask Val's husband <laughs> everything. Okay. You're going to have a lot of good ones for him. Okay. Okay. Here we go. What city was Val born in? Are we allowed to ask you? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Are they? It's up to I, you if you want to contribute to the cheating girls. To everyone at home, Jordan waddled over and then Val whispered it in her ear. <laughs> Okay, this is going swimmingly. Jordan, okay. do you trust that? Five, <laughs> that's four, a lie. three, two, one. Hold up your answer. Um, okay, so who got it correct over here, Val? Uh, just Jordan. <laughs> so only the two people who cheated. That's what they get the game. They get the game. The game is you can cheat. Remember, it was born, not, not born. Born is Chicago. Wow. I should have known. Uh, yeah, should have gone with your let, let the record state I was about to write Chicago before I asked Val. 
Wow. Okay. Well, just because I. Trust but then you didn't, and then you cheated. So <laughs> what does it mean? Okay. Number three. Who is Al's favorite artist? Musical artist. Musical art. Okay. Oh, Who is Al's favorite musical artist? Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Hold him up. Okay. We have Beyonce, 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 Beyonce. Uh, Weezer. <laughs> Beyonce. The only correct answer, because I lied to the people who asked me, is Harry Styles. Damn it. You know what? That's fair. You you can also lie. Okay. I am sad for you if you don't know this next one. What is Val's husband's name? Hey, this um, is more for the Michael women. Michael <laughs> <laughs> This is for the for the listeners at home. <laughs> All right, everyone, show your answer. Okay, here we go. Michael might not know this one. Uh-oh. What did sweats? <laughs> <laughs> what did Al study in college? <laughs> what did Al study in college? Okay, show your answers. Wait, I thought it was. I mean, it's it. So it is. Commun- <laughs> it is communications with a concentration in theater. Oh, Wait, no. I put so, communication. Okay, I so I will I accept Sorry, communications for theater, Wonderful. and I will accept a major at Mississippi State. Shane, what do you have? No, I'm wrong because I thought you said oh, yeah, Val. Yeah. I didn't hear Val. Oh no, it was Al. Um, and then you. You, good vibes. I wish I did, but I did not. What is Val's? Favorite decom. Oh, you said this you said multiple this. times. I got I it. I'm so confident. Yeah. Jordan's got it. Hmm. <laughs> oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> 10, 9, 8, Three, 7, two, 6, one. 2, oh, 1. Okay. <laughs> okay, Zeev gets it. Shane, yeah. Taryn. What is Caleb wrote Miracle on no. Night Street Lane. <laughs> Not okay. even remotely so, close. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> what month is Al's birthday? It is June. Yes! <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh, where did Val go to college? And we will accept one of two answers. Did it happen to be at Luke's Barcelona Community <laughs> College? <laughs> no, but I wish. Okay, so uh, okay, so after all of these points, Caleb wins. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But we have one more bonus. We have one more bonus question. And the bonus is worth five. Points. And the bonus is worth five so points. points. <laughs> All right, this one is big for our listeners at home as well. <laughs> okay, here we go. Ready? What month is Val due to have a baby? <gasps> oh my god! I know who does. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, congrats! <laughs> Um, for the listeners at home, Val is uh, with baby, <laughs> yes! and she is 
due in December. Val, any any words for us? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> well, and on that note, the person who came in last is Z. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we just see <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, I took my tallies really weird and it all looks like you have the same amount of points. And then Caleb has a lot. <laughs> and Michael has a lot. Thank he you. tied. Um, congratulations. Wow. What a fun time. Thank you so much for spending this evening with us. Probably went longer than you all thought it would, but we appreciate you for spending time. And Jordan's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we appreciate you all so much. You're all so talented and wonderful. And as your directors, it's been really great to see you all be on stage together. And we were so excited to have you all here today, even though we know that some of you aren't here. Um, but all of the ones that are here are better than the ones who aren't here. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say Finally, that. As, proof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for me. Um, so if we can go around the circle again and then you can plug your social media or if... Um, you're like you're all in improvised decom, but if you want to plug another show, that's good too. So we'll, uh, Caleb, go ahead and plug. Absolutely. Um, to stuff I really need to be better at updating and touching on all social media. I'm Caleb L. Gibson, and I have a website, CalebLeeGibson.com. Very outdated, but that'll change by the time this drops. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, I'm Elizabeth Fulton, and my social media is at Eliza Hope. And there are six H's because five, four, three, two, one were taken. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm Taryn Gomez. My uh, social media is at Taryn GMZ. So T-A-R-Y-N-G-M-Z. Um, and I also perform with uh, Comedy Sports and their main stage ensemble, which is, um, I don't know when this is coming out, so we might still have some shows <laughs> at, at Second City or we might be performing at I.O. So you can just check their website for that. <laughs> Uh, my name is Shane Ptolemyo. Uh, I'm assuming the spelling of that is going to be in the description. I won't bore you with it now to find me on socials. Just search for that. Uh, you can find me in Comedy Sports Minor League on Thursdays or Improvised Decom on Fridays. Hopefully we get extended forever. Yay! Yay. We hope so too. Hi, I'm Jordan Zelvin. Um, I don't have LinkedIn, but I, <laughs> but I did make an Instagram this year, so you can Whoa. find me on there. And you're I, active. I, I am. I'm trying so hard. Um, <laughs> and it's at Jordan Zelvin because I'm so creative. Um, and you can find me with Shane on Thursdays performing with Minor League Comedy Sports or Comedy Sports Minor League. I, I don't know the order. And also on Fridays with Improvised Decom for forever yeah. at IO. I'm Zeev Hyken. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, don't spell my name in the description. I don't want anyone to see it. Uh, you can see me performing on Fridays with Improvised Decom and nowhere else. <laughs> That's my choice. That's my choice. <laughs> uh, Taco was also here and had to skedaddle, and you can find their Instagram at T-A-K-A-H-A-N-A-A. -A -A.
Bam. Bam. And also, thank you so much to Al and Val for having us over and also for casting a fantastic group of people that we get to perform with because the show is so fun. Literally, I've never had more fun. Oh, yay. Thanks, Taryn. Anyone else have nice comments? (laughs) That's all. Um, You're all a dream. Bye, Val. Bye, Al. Bye, Improvised Decom cast. Bye. This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash decommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at decommentaries. Decommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Allie.